remind me to really get back at Antley. Antley told me, uh, told me that I was talking this morning. He said, oh, dude, don't worry about it. There won't be many people there this morning. Don't worry about it. So, I mean, he gave me confidence saying I could lead because there wouldn't be many people there. It would be a great time for me just to jump in and go from there. So remind me to get back at Antley when I tell him that we had a packed house this morning. So we will see. Um, but before we get started, I want to just pray um, and just ask the Holy Spirit just to lead and guide me and just calm my nerves and uh, just lead us and just that I would say what he has for uh, us to hear as a body this morning. Lord, we thank you just for being God and just being totally in control. I pray, Lord, that this morning you would just um, use me, Lord, to speak your word and that uh, we will be encouraged, Lord, by your word this morning. I pray that the Holy Spirit would just strengthen us and that we can take hope, Lord, in knowing that you're faithful and knowing that you're with us, Lord, in every area and every situation of our lives. We thank you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. For those who are visitors this morning, um, my name is Alex Willis, and I am the um, director of our teen ministry here. So uh, I am not Antley Fowler. I mean, I know some of you may have gotten me confused uh, thinking I'm Antley, but I am not Antley Fowler. But for our visitors, um, I encourage you to come back and hear Antley speak. Um, how can I describe Antley? Um, he, uh, he has the, to encourage our visitors to come back. I guess he has the looks of Brad Pitt. You know, I guess he would say that. I guess he would say that. Uh, they use his body as a stunt double in the movie 300, you know. So um, he's a great theologian. And when he speaks, I mean, fire really comes out when our pastor Antley speaks. And I guess, hmm, what can I say about that? I guess I can say he's, he's the most interesting man in the world, you know, to say that at least about Antley Fowler. But, no, I encourage you definitely to come back and hear our pastor speak uh, in Antley Fowler. But this morning as I begin to pray and uh, think about, hey, what does the Lord want to say to us in this new year? Uh, and I really began to honestly stress myself out because I, I wasn't getting anything. I'm like, Lord, what are we going to talk about? What am I going to talk about this morning? And he really began to press on my heart um, the importance of us knowing his faithfulness and knowing that we can depend on him, knowing that he's there for us regardless of what situations look like, regardless of what we feel or uh, what we see going on in our life, he's faithful. And so it's just, it's, it's amazing that Johnny's testimony just um, was, was encouragement for me knowing that it, he talked about God's faithfulness. In the midst of him not knowing what was going to happen in his life in that next move, him at his wit's end, God showed up and God was faithful as he always is. And so if I ask the question this morning to each of us this morning to say, is God faithful? I mean, most of us would quickly say, Yes, God's faithful. But the question that I ask is, why don't we live our lives as if we believe that at all times? Because depending on the situation, depending on what things look like, oftentimes we forget the faithfulness of God. You know, I, always, I said last time and as I was talking that God is teaching me so much about myself through my relationship with my daughter, Alexis. And it's amazing to see, uh, I mean, just last night he taught me and my wife the lesson of, how to get up at 3 a.m. in the morning for a crying baby. So, I mean, we're learning a lot here just from her as she grows up. But seriously, recently I, I watched Alexis, and this girl is tough as nails. I mean, she's tough as nails when armed with her secret weapon. There's nothing that can rattle her when she has her secret weapon. 
I mean, there's no monster scary enough, no room dark enough, no plate of green beans big enough that can scare Alexis when she's armed with her thumb. As long as she has that thumb, there's nothing that can frighten Alexis, my daughter, with that thumb. I mean, the boogeyman doesn't stand a chance as long as she has her thumb. I mean, to her, it's like, it's like uh, the Star Wars lightsaber, you know, as if that would fend off the boogeyman in her eyes. I mean, can you imagine her with that thumb, the boogeyman coming to my daughter and her saying, and she's just fending off the boogeyman with that thumb. And, you know, it's kind of cute and it's funny. And, you know, as I begin to think about it, we chuckle and we laugh to see that, you know, she puts so much confidence in that thumb. When she's feeling, you know, scared and afraid, she brings out her thumb and she sucks her thumb. You know, it's funny to see a 16-month-old battling the boogeyman armed with a thumb. But oftentimes, that's how we look. Oftentimes, we put all of our trust and comfort in things other than God. You know, oftentimes, we put our trust and confidence in what I like to call adult thumbs. You know, and what are these thumbs? These adult thumbs, these are things that, you know, we consider comfort for ourselves instead of God. Things like money, sex, drugs, relationships, be it our marriage, relationships with our kids. We put confidence in our jobs at times over God. Confidence in education and degrees. Confidence in titles, things that brings us popularity and success. And oftentimes, we look at these things, and just as Alexis uses her thumb to fend off things of the world, we choose to put our confidence in those things to protect us and to find comfort in the world that we live in. When ultimate comfort only comes from God. You know, these are the grown-up thumbs that we lean on for security. And the truth of the matter is that there's nothing inherently bad about most of these things. The problem is when we begin to look to these things in place of God or look to these things instead of God. And so this morning I want to really quickly just point out a few truths to us this morning about God and the faithfulness of God. And I've learned to do it really quickly. Since working in teen ministry, you have to be quick. You know, because you'll see, talking in a team, in a t- addressing teens, if you're not entertaining, you may find some of them asleep. You'll find them texting in the middle. So you learn to find a couple of points, bring it out quickly, wrap it up, and go on from there. And so this morning, I just want to bring out a few points, a few truths to just talk about the faithfulness of God this morning. And I would like to draw our attention to uh, the book of Lamentations. And I know what you're saying. Dude, out of all the books you could have chose this morning, all 66 of them, you choose Lamentations. Yeah, I chose Lamentations this morning. Antley said the same thing when I talked to him on the phone about the message. But the reason I chose Lamentations this morning is because Lamentations provides us some insight on a few truths. It shows us, first, it teaches us that if we disobey God and find comfort in other things, we invite disaster to our lives. Secondly, it shows us that without God, there is no comfort or hope for the future. 
So one, it shows us that, hey, when we decide to put trust in other things, we're inviting danger in our lives. And it also shows us that, hey, without God, there's no real security or hope for the future. To give a little background information on uh, the book of Lamentations, uh, just so that I can catch you up before I read our scripture this morning. Uh, the book of Lamentations, you see, uh, just a quick background story here. The children of Israel, uh, they decided to disobey God and put their trust in other things. And so here they are. Because of that, God allowed Babylon to come and totally wipe out Jerusalem. And so here they are, captives to Babylon. They're enslaved and they've lost everything that they found comfort in. They burn down the temple. They're, they burn down their houses. They're captives to this other nation now. So everything that they could find comfort in has been totally wiped away from them. And it's here at this point where they have nothing else that they were depending on that the prophet Jeremiah finds comfort in one truth that still remains true for us today. And let's look at the scripture, Lamentations 3, 19 through 25. For those who can't find it, we'll put it up on the screen. Trust me, it's between Jeremiah and Ezekiel. I understand that's, that's a tough one there. That's not a book that's visited quite often. So I'm asking if Steve will put it up on the screen, and we'll read from this really quickly. So remember, what's going on here is that they've totally lost everything, everything that they found comfort in. They're prisoners to a foreign country. And so in the midst of all of that darkness surrounding him, Jeremiah finds this one truth. Jeremiah says, the thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. He says, but yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. Here in this time, which looks like total devastation in their lives, Jeremiah was able to hold on to this one truth, knowing that, hey, despite what the situation looks like, despite what we feel right now, God is still faithful. And he's faithful in the midst of this situation. And we too can take hope in this truth this morning, knowing that we can find total comfort in knowing that God is faithful. Despite what we're feeling, despite what we see in our lives, we can know that God is faithful to his word and he's faithful to his people. You know, the more we begin to spend time with God, the more and more we realize his faithfulness because we'll begin to experience his love and experience what he has for us. And we'll become the people that he's calling us to be as we spend time with him. Here at River City Church, we have core values. One of our core values here at River City Church um, is intimacy with the Father. We really put a big focus on intimacy with the Father. And the reason we do that is because we understand that the more we spend time with him, the more we'll realize that he's faithful in every situation and always, he's always faithful in our lives. You know, the more we spend time with him, we begin to know him more and more. We begin to transform into who he's called us to be, and we begin to act and think like he wants us to act. If you don't do anything else this year, I challenge you to get to spend more time with God and to get to know him better. 
He just wants us to spend time with him and to love on him, and he wants to love on us. The other awesome thing about depending on his faithfulness is we begin to realize, and as we spend time with him, that he's really the only thing that satisfies. In the midst of all the destruction, Jeremiah found hope in that one thing, that he's faithful. The one thing that could satisfy him in the midst of everything going wrong was the thought that God is faithful, and even though I don't feel it right now, I understand that he's true to his word and true to his promise. You know, he satisfies in the Psalms, Psalms 103 and 5 says this. He says, he satisfies our desires with good things. Oftentimes, we put our hope and trust in things that ultimately in the end won't satisfy us. I mean, they'll bring temporary joy, temporary happiness. But oftentimes, when we receive those things that we thought were so awesome and so great, they really, you know, aren't all they panned out to be. There's a movie, and I started to bring a clip, but I um, couldn't bring it this morning. Um, a movie uh, that's called um, the Lo- For the Love of the Game. I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh, with Kevin Costner. And uh, Kevin plays this pitcher who's like an old rundown pitcher who's like really on his last leg in the, in the movie and uh, in the last leg of his baseball career. And in the movie, toward the end of the movie, he does what's unthinkable. He pitches a perfect game. And you would think that that point, the highlight of his career, would just carry him on forever. But we see that in the movie, after all the lights are cut off and after all the fans leave and disappear, he goes home. And here at his house, he just begins to weep and sob because it wasn't all he had thought it would be. It wasn't all that he planned, out, he planned it to be. He found that his life was still miserable after receiving the one thing that he thought would make his life worth living. How many of us this morning have received those things or reached those things that we thought would transform our lives forever? Those things that we find comfort in at times, only to reach those things and have them and to realize that, They really weren't all they planned out to be. And the reason that is, is because we only find comfort in God. We only find comfort when we place our trust in him. Because other things cause us to want more and more. You're always wanting more. We're always wanting other things. But he is the thing that we should desire more of. And the more we spend time with him, the more we're satisfied because of him, because he's the one that satisfies. Jesus says this in Matthew eleven twenty eight. He says, come unto me, all ye who are burdened, heavy laden. And he says, I will give you rest. He promises that, hey, he's the one that will comfort us. If we bring all of our problems, all of our issues to him, he will comfort us. He will comfort us. And so this morning, I want you to think about what are some of the things in your life that you're holding and that you find comfort in this morning? What are some of those things that, you know, you've decided to kind of move God to the side in pursuit of those things and trying to find success and happiness in those things? Those are the things that God wants us to bring to him this morning and to trust him with our life and to trust him in those areas. And so this morning, I want to spend some time in ministry time and give us just some time for ministry to just really depend and trust on God and to bring those things that we've kind of depended on for, time, for over some time to God and see what, God's had, what God has to say to us. Because he's faithful, and he wants to show us his faithfulness. And he wants us to depend, to depend on him and realize that true satisfaction comes from knowing him. So I'm going to ask uh, if we'll stand at this time.
And as I said, I want you to think about some of the things that maybe some of the things in your life that you're holding on to, that you're depending on instead of God. And we're going to move into ministry time at a second, but I want us just to just take a second to think about it and just evaluate your life and say, God, you know, is there anything in my life that I'm finding comfort in over you? I believe that in this new year, that if we depend on Christ more, we'll definitely be satisfied. We should look to him for his faithfulness and for him to satisfy us other than these things. You know, at this time, we're going to uh, open up for ministry uh, to just be able to come down and begin to just receive from the Lord, to see what he has for us this year. Um, I believe that for some of us, that may look like repentance this morning. Just saying, Lord, hey, I'm sorry for just depending on some of these other things other than you. Uh, For others, that may just be God speaking to us, just reminding us of his faithfulness to us in your situation and whatever you may be going through in your life. And so this time I'm going to ask if our prayer ministers would uh, just begin to come forward. At River City, we definitely believe that the most important part of the service, one of the most important parts of the service is ministry time. Because this is a time that doesn't involve the speaker. um, It doesn't involve uh, the worship leader. This is a time where God speaks to us one-on-one. We believe that he wants to encourage us and he wants to just show us how much he loves us and how much he cares for us. And so at this time... um, as you're led, we ask that you just come down and just to receive prayer and to just receive from the Lord and see what God has for you and has to say to you today. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness and just for your love that you continually show to us, God. We thank you, Lord, that you're faithful even when we're not faithful at times, God. Your word still stands true even when we choose to abandon you at times. Lord, I pray today that your word would just begin to rest in our hearts and that we will realize that you're always there for us, Lord, and that despite what situations look like in our lives, you're still there and you're still faithful. Help us to put our trust and comfort in you. Help us, Lord, to find satisfaction in you and in your word. In Jesus' name we pray.